I would like, and peas, then. I would like to say I am coming off an extremely emotional moment. I just watched the climax of Breaking Away the movie from 1980. So, what uh, is if I cry if I cry during this podcast, it's a continuation of the movie in which I cried. Watching what? it, I always loved the movie. Watching it as a father, I have a whole new appreciation for it. I highly recommend everyone go out and you should buy it. But if you don't buy it, rent it or watch it on a cycling Break movie. Amazing. Right? What is it about? You have it's that a, on uh, what? VHS. Movie, but it's really a movie about life. I mean, so and being a father. So, it's so great. Uh, it's breaking away. This is basically just breaking away from the peloton. Is that if you're okay? Up? If you're okay crying, I recommend you watch. <laughs> Don't watch the trailer because I watched it with Becky earlier tonight after I heard Rob was watching it. It might be the worst trailer I've ever seen. Oh. Just dive uh, I've, I've seen, I've seen the movie. I love I love the movie. The trailer is hmm. horrendous. You will not Should I watch it on Friday to get geared up for the race? It'd be a great watch. Okay. It's not, it's not even that long. It's under two hours, but man. Oof. Oof. Um what platform? And there and there's a there's uh, Italian in it, Andrew Frio. Oh, sick. I'm not sure that it's streamable. How do you have, really? you have it on DVD? <laughs> yes, yeah. it's streamable. Oh, you believe it, baby. Just, you have to rent it on Prime. Oh, okay. It's probably like a buck. <laughs> I'm not sure it's streamable. What world do you <laughs> no, live I in? I mean, free streamable. That's what I mean. 1979. Oh, no. It's not free. It's not free on any platform right now. Well, Breaking welcome to way. episode 000068 of premium unleaded we've got the full crew back here uh and we're just coming off a delightful weekend in austria number two does anybody remember the name the name of the uh official name of the race not steering uh, no it's uh grosser or something <laughs> yeah something like that in spielberg price von Ostreich. spielberg um yeah so that was a that was a race last weekend america's birthday uh coincided with this race so i don't know who has who's got some instant reactions did everybody watch the race naturally yes, yes. live actually live bullets like i I, th- I feel like i've watched many races live this year which has been really nice versus playback covid, COVID. Um, instant reaction i was obviously thrilled for mclaren to get a podium um i think Obviously, we have to talk about the penalty situation in that race, and I will lead on that discussion. Uh, you know, John and John and Charlie aren't going to agree with this, but Andrew might. I think it's a bit disheartening to see Red Bull pulling. I, I think, fair to say, head and shoulders away from Mercedes. I wanted a tight fight between the two of them, back and forth, and I think it's going to Mercedes is going to have to pull a cat out of a bag, a rabbit out of a hat, whatever the saying is. Um, to challenge here. Yes, I mean, I as a as a fan of Red Bull, it's exciting. You always want to be number one, but as a more a fan of the sport, first and foremost, I agree with you. I would much rather have a competitive situation where it's exciting. I don't want the last few races of the season to mean nothing. I don't think it's going to go that way. I still think Mercedes has something, uh, but I, I'm with you. I, it, it would stink if we just had another runaway championship. Like we've had the last, what, 
five years with exception of one Nico year. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. I would rather they be flipping every race who's winning. That's truthfully. I'm not lying about that. I don't like how Max is winning all these races. I'd rather it be flip-flop. I love, I love this right now, you two. It's just so funny. I just wish, I, I really wish my guy wasn't winning so much. It's crazy, out of here. you know? Why can't we have more of a competition? You guys are crazy. I mean, in, my, <laughs> in, in the deepest, darkest places, maybe I don't like seeing Max happy. Wow, that's a huge revelation. And I'm let, let's let's dig into that because I'm really happy you're coming clean with that. You know, I have admitted a, this before. No, I grew for him as a Red like Bull driver, but he is so unlikable. I said that many I times. That you wish you want Max to be unhappy. That is that yeah, occasionally stunning. I do. <laughs> that is stunning. One, one really year, you, you're pretty sick too. I, I do agree with you though. I mean, that's Oh, no so one, you're sick with me. No one likes, he's just not likable at all. And I know Rob goes in on him really hard. Yes, he goes maybe too much. But I think Rob does represent the general uh, fan and, and how most people feel about him. Now, I do see these fans are just rabid fans for, for Max when they're there. Mostly oh Dutch, God. I have to assume. But outside of that, I just don't think anyone likes him. The flares were unbelievable. Personally, you think he's covered in orange. Personally, people don't like him. He's like he's a loser. Personally, I, I, I guess your his driving style is pretty entertaining. I mean, it's aggressive, it's fun to watch. So I guess you have to like him as a driver. But yeah, I just personally, yeah, he's kind of a dweeb to be honest. Like, yeah, he's not like a cool dude. So, but... so dr- driving style wise, in the last couple of years, he's really. Like become much more professional. I don't have a huge amount to say about, you know, weaving under braking or any of the crazy shit he was doing three, four years ago. I, I have no beef with his driving. Um, asterisk, I reserve the right to change that as things happen this season. Um, but, you know, the, the, the way his, he's with his father in the, in the paddock, the way that, um, he has talked about himself and I find it, you know, we rag on Lewis for you guys are the best fans. He just kind of like says that no matter who the fans are. And, and, and I find Max's demeanor to be extremely off-putting. Like there are likable people in Formula One, Danny Rick, Norris, I mean like Sergio. Uh, so don't, not to say like I'm a Red Bull hater. Max Verstappen is not a likable guy. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Yeah, but he's good for the sport. Great for the sport. He's a top-notch talent. Inspired the results this year. He is a top-notch talent. As much as I hate him, he is. Um, all in agreement. I'd like to give. I'd like to give some props right, to Val- Valtteri. <laughs> I'd like to give some. Pl- Pop, uh, <laughs> version Bo- 12.0. Um, <laughs> he, he had himself a nice little race. Oh. Uh, he, I, I, there was a one moment there when the orders came in to stay behind, um, Hamilton. I thought Botas was just going to crash into him out of spite, but I think Mercedes came to their senses. They let him through, and it was for the best for Mercedes, at least. Honestly, I would have respected Botas if he had 
disregarded <laughs> those instructions. Me too. Like he's, and I think uh, Mercedes might respect him more also. Like at this point, he's got to show, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a good driver. And if I'm just going to kind of like get myself run over by the team and then Lando would be up on Botas's ass and he'd be stuck behind Hamilton. I mean, that doesn't show the, the mentality you need as a racer. So I'm glad Mercedes let him through, but I would have loved to see Botas take the position on his own against team orders. That would have been, yeah. we would have been talking about that at the lead. When was, when was that, um, the order come through? Was that, what was the scenario? I don't really remember that. Mercedes, Hamilton. Uh, go yeah. There you go. <laughs> Hamilton took floor damage running wide over a curb. Oh yeah. Lost, lost significant downforce. Um, and then Botas and Norris were catching Hamilton up very quickly. So Mercedes said, we're not racing. And then they let him through. Right. Uh, speaking of uh, second seat at Mercedes, uh, Georgie Boy obviously had a tremendous weekend with getting into P3. Uh, first time at first time for him, and the Williams hasn't been there in years. And he narrowly missed out on points. Alonzo passed him in the last, what, three laps. But um, I know John has teased the rumors that George has already secured the Mercedes seat, but they have to give it to him, right? If I'm Mercedes, I give it to him. Slam dunk. He, he's a he's a proven commodity. It's not a question mark. Like he's a great Lewis driver. Lewis is going to retire in the next few years, and you need Two. to have another good driver in there. It seems like for me, it's he's George Russell has shown more at Williams than Charles showed at Sauber um, at the time, and mm. I I think he's up there. I think the next generation is Max uh, Leclerc. George and Norris, those four are going to be not leading in those, any particular top order. Team. Yes, yeah. Not, however, mm-hmm. the teams play out, those are the next four drivers, and I think they got to get, get George up sooner rather than later. I agree. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's pretty spot on. Uh, George, Georgie boy, I I like him now. I think he's one of those guys that second he goes to Mercedes, oh, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna hate him. He's I do not like. I I do not like George. What I you don't like any driver? Mark came down as drivers. my next Max Verstappen. Um, Why? I did. Do you remember from two years ago nice or three years ago? It was I think it was yeah, Drive a good, to Survive yeah, season a good one. Chap. Hold on. Remember Drive to Survive season one, end of the season when it was Norris, Albon, and George is kind of the, the rookies. I guess it was twenty twenty. Yeah, they're at the sleepover. They were doing the end of the season debrief and kind of ragging on each other. And Norris and Albon were cool, and they made, and George was so awkward and dorky. You just Albon kind of was write, never. You cool. are the you're the nerd here. How young was he at the time? The 19? same as the other two. So I yeah I don't I do kind of recall that I'll I'll need to watch back the clip to be honest before I make a, a judgment. Um, I think Charlie's right. I, uh, Leclerc showed glimpses of, of promise at Sauber and then Ferrari just jumped on him. I think Russell is now more proven. I mean, what he's doing in that car is, let's get back to that, Rob, in a second. What he's doing in that Williams car is is absolutely amazing, I think. I mean, yeah. he got into Q3, did he not? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. But he beat both Ferraris to get into qualifying hey, on the same re- tire. Remember what he did at Bahrain? George is the talent. I will not deny it. I just don't like it. Here's a hot take. 
If Mercedes Fair. wants to win the constructors championship, they'd make the switch now. Oh yeah, I think you're right. You think? <laughs> it's a hot take. I don't know. That's a really. I think hot it's take possibly it. correct though. Oh see, man, can I see this more steady? I don't. Rob's you know not what? An F1 fan, because like if you're a true F1 fan, you want um, Georgie Boy. And you want these young guys being developed and Rob wants them there, but he likes to talk about them. He, he hates them. He likes to no. He like he hates them off the off the track. No, you, you know what, Rob you cannot know what, differentiate. You know, good, you know what can't. makes good? You know what makes an exciting product? Villains. Yes. Villains yes. make an exciting product. I, you need villains. My I, villains are Max Verstappen and Georgie Boy. Rob, you Russell. would kick Max <laughs> out of F one. <laughs> I hate Phil Mickelson, but I would ha- I wouldn't have him oh, kicked off the tour. We're not getting into this. <laughs> the tour needs Phil. You know what? You know what? I think you're absolutely right because think about it. If if George Russell was in a Mercedes, do you think there's any chance Lando Norris is beating out George Russell? No way. No uh, way. Lando's pretty good. Lando is good. I think George ta- George would take him though every race. I think. I hope we see it in 2022. Me I too. Really do. Me too. I, I fear. So why are you drinking it, Rob? Let's address the beer. Fancy the beer. beer. Wow. IPA. Double IPA. I'm drinking a Treehouse. Uh, it's a single. Treehouse. Um, no, you're on record uh, saying you don't like anyone who drinks. Yeah, all beers are the same. You don't like anyone who drinks fancy beer. You're on record. I don't like fancy beer drinkers. I wouldn't say drinking a fancy beer makes you a fancy beer drinker. Oh, you're such a lawyer. Get out of here. I, I had a Narragansett today, but there are no cold Narragansetts in my house right now. And then you are craving a second beer. I get it. You get approval to drink that? I'm oh. home alone, so I can do whatever I want. Hope Nobody knows. Beers. If you you save that, this- let's save that for the life updates, please. All right. Um, um, okay, so we let's, let's, let's talk get into the penalties. Let's talk yep. penalties. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, so unfortunately, the race was marred by penalties. And here's how many penalties story. were there total? I think there were like eight or nine. So many, but there were really three that I want to talk about. <laughs> um, so the okay. first penalty was, I think, right after the restart, and um, Perez was char challenging Lando for second place at the time. So Lando was in second, Perez was in third. And Perez tried to pass on the outside of turn four, I believe it was, could have, yeah, four. And uh, as Lando kind of opened up through turn four, you naturally drift to the outside up to the racing line and, and, and I will say he pushed Perez off the track. Perez went into the gravel, dropped down to like 11 or something. Lando got a penalty for it. I thought it was outrageous at the time. The commenters thought it was outrageous at the time. And I think every driver, except the FIA, everybody who's opined on it thought it was outrageous. Now, to be fair, Perez did the exact same thing to Charles Leclerc on the exact same turn later in the race. And then he did it Perez did it again to Leclerc on turn six. So Perez got two five-second penalties. Lando got once a five-second penalty. It ended up hurting both of them. But I think, I hope we're all in agreement that that is the kind of good wheel-to-wheel racing that we want to see. 
And if you try and pass on the outside, you have to understand, unless you get ahead of the other driver, they don't have to yield the racing line to you and you're going to get pushed off the track. And as evidence for this, Max did the exact same thing to Charles Leclerc in 2019 on the exact same ring at the exact same turn. Please go look at the footage. It's available on formula1.com. And Leclerc thought it was a little bit aggressive at the time, but to his credit, he said, you know what? Now that I understand what the FIA is saying, that's great. That's actually how I like it. And I will be more aggressive in the future. And we went on to have a good season of racing. I do not understand what changed from 2019 to 2021, where they're now handing out penalties like they're penny candy and, and, and making everyone unhappy in the process. So box are, you, are you done? <laughs> good, good summary. I think uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't know where to start, but <laughs> I will say I did spend a good amount of time reviewing the videotape. And I also went back and looked at the 2019 incident. I also filled out the poll. You may want to do the same thing and have your, have your vote counted. I will say this. My, I was in a, the huge minority. So for that poll, I came out. There's 80% were against me. 20% agreed with me. Would you like to hear how I voted? What, yes. what did you vote on? I don't know. Was I voted on was, Ver, was Verstappen. Was it right? or wrong what Verstappen did in 2019? Should he have been penalized or was it good racing? I'm guessing you voted, uh, it was good racing. I did vote that, it was good racing. 80% disagree with me, which I thought was stunning. Um, I agree, Rob, I totally agree, I hear you. I agree with you. I think it was all good racing. Now, the only thing I, what I get confused by, and maybe someone knows this better than me, the rule, does the rule state that if you guys are, if, if you're wheel to wheel, when you approach the apex, do you need to give one car width coming out of the turn? Because if that's the rule, then everyone that we saw was in the wrong. If it's not the rule, then fair play. Because what I saw was that those cars, all of them were neck and neck, maybe a little bit before, but basically neck and neck. And none of them had a car width um, of space coming out of that turn. I will pause my rebuttal to Rob's original statement if someone knows the details to that rule i don't know them okay nobody know knows the that. details okay um well let's look them up does anyone have time to look it up right now well i i listened to julian palmer explain them and i think what i said was correct is that you, coming out of a turn if you are neck and neck at the apex then you need to give a car width how the heck do you know that in the moment you know that you're, you're neck and ahead, neck if you're ahead at the apex, then you have the you have the right, and the other person should back off. That seems like it's very hard in in reality to. Well, that's that. why I think the stewards. I mean, as much as we don't like it, I think the stewards were right to throw the penalties out. Oh, unfortunately, I hate. I mean, this, I agree with everything Rob said. Like, we have to let them race. Then, I thought those John, penalties th were terrible. This is no different than than the Olympic track star who has been penalized for the weed smoking. That's the rule. If you don't like the rule, change the rule. But that is I the don't rule. want to penalize a track correctly. player for smoking weed. I don't care. Smoke weed. Let, let's, let's pause the weed smoking for a minute. <laughs> so I, I think we're all in agreement. Yes, the four are. of us want to see that type of racing. What I think has happened here is 
they applied the rule as it's written according to Julian Palmer's reading and interpretation. I think they had the right to enforce that, but I think there is inconsistency from one year to the next to Rob's point, which is, which is bad, but I think you're seeing a little bit of the like superstar gets the call type of thing you see in the NBA applied to Verstappen. Mm. So Julian Palmer is a terrible driver and let's not take him as gospel. He knows so much more about the sport than the four of us combined. Thank thank you. Mossy, who's the FIA head honcho, said Sergio was wholly, I'll quote, wholly alongside Lando and therefore there is an onus to leave a car's width to the edge of the track. Just like Julian said. So let's not, (laughs) who cares what Julian said? Massey, the FIA, well, correct, and that's so. why they applied the rule. Why did they not do that in 2019? How are drivers supposed to judge that in because they're you know you're braking, you're doing you're you're braking harder so, than softer. You see how the cars go back and forth. Who's to say wholly alongside? I think it is inconsistent with 2019. That ruling was applauded by the driver who got screwed by the no penalty call. Everyone's saying we want to see drivers race. It is an entertainment. This is entertainment. This is not the Olympic trials. Yeah. I think I, I can't, I, I cannot. Fathom I, would, I would argue the Olympics FIA are did. entertainment as well. No, but most. Here, no, so, here so there. Rob, I would, maybe I would suggest you, you rewatch the 2019 clip one more time. Now I, you know, I, I'm on record many times. I am a Ferrari fan. I love Charles Leclerc. If you watch his approach to that turn, I I believe, and I'm being as honest as I can be, it was slightly different than what these guys did this year. He, I would honestly say, he kind of turned almost into Max Verstappen. He didn't. He had no way of getting around that turn. Um, he broke super late, and I do think in that in that instance, if you look at how he's turning the wheel, if you look at his car placement, he was in the wrong there, and that that is my honest honest opinion. At the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We want more passing and we want aggressive driving. What they did this past weekend is going to curb that. And that to me is a big problem. I, so I, I hear what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like we had three really aggressive uh, wheel to wheel, you know, instances that were highly entertaining. At the end of the day, Sergio Perez still beat Charles Leclerc, we, even with the 10-second penalty. Um, so what did we really lose? Is I mean, he going to know, some... but going forward, is he going to do that? Probably not. Yes, he absolutely will do that. He can't be getting 10-second penalties every race. Well, he'll get five-second penalty. No, I mean, we, we heard in 2019, Charles said, I'm glad I know that. That's going to change the way I race. And now everybody knowing, seeing these penalties out there, they're all going to be afraid to defend the line. I, I agree. I, tell me, tell me who so, besides so, people who are reading the rule book and just saying, this is what the rule book says. Tell me who thinks this is a good thing. Tell me. <laughs> Not anybody nobody. on this pod. Nobody, nobody, yeah. any, nobody, anyway, you can't even tell me a person. So then if that's true though, Rob, if Leclerc really meant that, then why would he even be upset about, he should have said, okay, fair racing. I, I don't, I don't think, 
Harris should have any, any penalties in because 2021. It's about, it, because it's about interpretation of the rule. So wholly alongside was the quote that Massey used. And where is that wholly alongside to be judged? So if you dive bomb into a corner, you're wholly alongside, but then you can't stop the car. Like it's just, it, it, there's obviously subjectivity to it. So to kind of t take refuge behind, oh, the rule says you have to leave the cars with, pretends that there's no subjectivity to it. And I think we all liked the more aggressive racing that the 2019 call left. And I don't like, I don't like what the 2021 rules are interpretation is going to lead to yeah I, I hear you i think at the end of the day though did it i don't think it really affected the race too much the results did it well lando uh, still beat sergio well, uh, you know we will we will never know but mclaren thinks they could have had second place with lando without the five second penalty because they lost second place to botas during that penalty so could could Norris have held Botas off. I, I mean, he held Lewis off for a long time. Lewis is a much better driver than Botas. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, question: Was Lewis's comment about Norris genuine on radio when he said like Lewis is a great uh, Norris is a great driver? Great driver, great driver. What a weird, what a weird comment. The yeah. drivers have really gotten into buttering each other up. Fernando no, but... doing this helmet swap, and he's like writing all sorts of things like. Future well, he's in, his, he's in his second retirement. So it's like a weird. You know who eternity. doesn't do that? Max. Ma Maxi. Yeah, uh, these are Max's peers. Max is going to be racing against them for 10 years. Lewis never does anything without some background intent. It was a curious. Yeah, he's, he's trying to make. Yeah, you, he's he's question trying to ingratiate himself with the British fans. Speaking of which, I got talking. I was on a work Zoom call and I saw a guy wearing a McLaren shirt. Turns out, like, I think he owns a McLaren or something, a road car. But oh, wow. that got us on to uh, F1 talk. And tell I was like, you tell him what car you own? Sorry, what? <laughs> you tell him what kind of car you own? <laughs> Toyota Senna. <laughs> uh, and I said, what's the deal with the love for George Russell? Like, there are other British drivers. And uh, there are two British guys on the call, and they were just all over George Russell. I don't know. It's a, It's not just the Sky guys. It's, Do they explain he, it? He's in love with George Russell. They just think, oh, future world champion, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, think I didn't right. bring up, did you see him on Drive to Survive? He looks like a complete weeb. But maybe next time. <laughs> What else is going on in your life? Let's go into life updates. Oh, wow. Life nice updates. transition. Very nice transition. It's professional. I'm working hard this pod. Um, my family has left me. I'm home alone. I had to have dinner with my parents tonight, or my <laughs> third option was to eat Soylent for dinner. Um, I checked. So my family went up to Maine for the weekend, and I have a bike ride. MS, MS ride on Saturday, raising money to combat MS, not pro MS. Um, and I checked my bees yesterday. They are going gangbusters and I'm struggling a little to do a proper hive inspection in the time. Like you're really supposed to limit it to 10 minutes before they start getting agitated. And I keep crushing bees and that releases a, an alarm pheromones and then the bees get very agitated and start stinging my soup. 
Um, so I, I'm, my next step might be to get a men mentor to help me with my bees. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's uh... <laughs> get a mentor for your bees. How much? There's some, there's some questions. My parents were very interested in the bees. Oh, How many bees do you currently have? And where did you start? Let's go there. I started with about 10,000 bees and I think I probably have about 60,000 bees now. How do you know that? Uh, by the size of the hive and the fulsomeness of the hive during infection. Okay. And, and, and where would one find a bee mentor? <laughs> uh, you join various beekeeping organizations and then oh. you, you put yourself out there. <laughs> oh. And uh, how long is Annie going to yeah. be up in Maine for? <laughs> Leaving you by yourself? Uh, she has to drive me home on Monday, so a few days. I can't wait but... to see a picture of your bee mentor. That'll be something. <laughs> when, when do you realize maybe you bit off a little more than you can chew here? Uh, probably last night. I was awake for 45 minutes during the thunderstorm and all I could think about were my piece. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're supposed to just survive, right? I mean, bees are in the wild. Well, no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't alcohol wash to count the number of mites. Um, you have to, you have to, excuse me, you have to take care of them. And then I, I just made a si sizable investment in a honey extractor. So <laughs> no, there's, a, there's a lot going on. What? Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do, I don't want to mess up that I, I had before. Does your, does your wife know about the honey extractor purchase? <laughs> you will when it arrives. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why? <laughs> how much ballpark don't even how, how much are we talking um like 300 oh. cad oh. okay oh that's yeah but that's think pricey. about that's an that's an investment though right right and think about how much honey costs and then how much honey we might buy over the course of our lives and then boom paper yeah, pay for itself. easy easy you're that's you a kid going to college you should just start a little honey stand out in your front walk of can you imagine jar. that would be such a thing in West Newton? People like oh, locally perfect. Oh my god, Charlie, that's brilliant. Would they trust wow. you that though? Honey extractor. That extractor is yeah, paid for in a week. Paid for already. <laughs> and then you get the little um plastic bears. Yep. You're 85 yep. cents a piece. And then you've got no. the camera to make you've got the camera to make sure no one steals your honey. Can exactly. you please make sure it's glass? No, no plastic. Yeah, no plastic. No, Lewis would be like disgusted with so you. Can squeeze it yeah, there. Lewis, Lewis would be very upset with you on his private. Use a there. jar so you can just scrape it out with a knife. That's a straight edge jar. Um, I'll take one gratis. Thanks. Yeah, I'll take a couple. That's good um, stuff, you, Rob. What, what have you been up to? You've you've been traveling. Yeah, I went to Illinois, Illinois, uh, Lagrange specifically to visit uh, Liz's parents and sister Katie. We took Connor on the trip, first flight with him, quite an adventure. Um, great week though, out in Illinois. I saw my both my sisters, I saw my two nephews, my new niece, my brother-in-law, saw um, a bunch of people we all know as well, Galkas I saw, played golf with Tommy G, that was fun. Um, yeah, a lot going on, it was a good week. Uh, I kind of need a vacation from that, though, because going 
going on vacation with um, a young child is not really a vacation at all. So I'm a little tired, but looking forward to the, the bike. Uh, usually it's a bike weekend, but bike day uh, this year and then a little party afterwards. So, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of vacations, we do still need to schedule the, uh, you know, the F1 pod goes to deep main retreat. Yeah. Our offsets. Yeah, I'd love to schedule that. Um, John, did you sit next to Connor on either leg? On Not directly. Did he have his own seat? Yes. It was like a two-one deal. So yes, we bought him a seat, which I, I would Liz, recommend. To be honest, Liz took care of the the well, child on both. Here's what happened: we would we would board, and I yeah. would help you get sit down in your own seat no i would help get him in his seat and the first flight attendant actually was a little rude to me because i did research online about this to like make sure i knew exactly how to get this seat in because i didn't want to be the idiot like causing the plane to be delayed so i did all this research and it said ask for the the seat extender like the fat person seat extender i get on Mm -hmm. the flight i ask her right away you know, because we pre-boarded because we have a young kid. And she goes to me, I'm going to have to wait and see if someone actually needs it, like a fat person. <laughs> I mean, are you for real? There's a little kid. Do you only have one? That's what she said. I'm like, well, that can't be it, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Right, I'm with you there. Connor was in a car seat in the plane? Yes. Yeah. We bought him a seat. I and did something similar for my Chicago oh, flight. So what I did... Is I, first come first serve, I, or for seats I, on I a plane, or no, for no, the for the, center. for the fat belt. <laughs> no, I would say a little child that needs. You guys are all going to be careful for this more fat belt. person. That's what it is, Andrew. Also, but then I like I had to wrangle the thing and like squeeze it in, and I I got it to fit, but like it was I don't know, it was it was a bad scene. So anyway, yeah, I got that done. Um, Connor was pretty good. He didn't love flying but he slept for like the second half of both flights and didn't wake up on descent so i'll take it as a win did he have to wear a mask no so he's banned from all future flights <laughs> yeah and he's all he's uh part of that trip going down to san juan or whatever <laughs> wearing those masks in the airport also the airport rules are ridiculous you have to wear a mask everywhere oh but if you go to a bar no rules. Like, what the heck? <laughs> They're so stupid. It is bizarre. So bizarre. And on the plane, if you get a drink, you can pull your mask down. I know. Right. I was like, keep Peanuts. the gin and tonics coming, okay? Because then I don't have to wear this stupid mask. Yeah. I got two. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Good stuff. Great trip, though. And, oh, and, oh, and my parents uh, watched Brower uh, for a few days, so thank you. Yeah, no, David, you lucky you snuck that in. That was a um, huge save for me. So thank you. What have I been doing since the last pod? I went down to the Cape for the Fourth of July weekend. It was lovely with the Howard side of the family. A little rainy, but we got some biking in, mountain biking, road biking. Uh, I had the neighborhood party. Yeah, not too much. Hawk took care of my pooch. Thank you, Hawk. She's terrified of thunder these days. The uh, series of thunderstorms you get every night has been bad for everyone's sleep. And then 
yeah, also have the MS ride coming up this weekend, which I'm very excited for. That was nice of Hawk. I didn't know he agreed to watch Shelby. I know that was a big bit of an issue. He was originally going to go to up to New Hampshire to camp, and we found a little daycare on the Cape, but he canceled that trip because of the rain and then was willing to take care of her. So, yes, it was very nice. I have a funny story about that when it gets to my turn. I know Rob wasn't going to watch. Rob, no, Rob had a, Rob, you had a a comment. Did you, did you not? Oh, yeah. I'll wait till we after after the updates are done. (laughs) Okay. Um, mine kind of overlays with a lot of what's already been said, but, um, my parents were here. John was gone. My parents were watching Brower. So I got to see them quite a few days, which is really nice. They would come over and relieve Dolores, our nanny of duties early and hang out with Emmett. Um, seemed like they did a really nice job with Brower. And then, what about yeah, with we, and with Emmett, of course. We stayed local for the fourth, which was lovely. Although the weather was was horrendous, um, but we still managed to do a couple of cool activities. Now, I will say, I was walking Copley. Copley went to the bathroom, and we wanted to throw out his waste, so his we deposit. went his deposit. So <laughs> we walked up Charlie's driveway knowing he had a dog waste bin. Throw oh, it away. Boy. To my surprise, I see LB staring at me through Hawk's window. I thought <laughs> she was long gone. <laughs> I say, what the heck is going on? And then Hawk comes out the out of his house and I say, what I thought you guys were camping. What's going on? He goes, no, he canceled. So anyway, so that was that was funny. I, can't, I I was very surprised, but happy to see LB. You got happy busted. Happy to see Hawk. Got depositing. I'll just leave a little jar there for five cents. I was, I was just caught in the act throwing away Copley's feces. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was overall pretty pretty fun weekend. We went to, we had a pretty busy July 4th. We went to a brewery in the morning. I won't say the name because I don't want to give it a bad pub. It was really cool but they're still figuring out the food situation. They had us waiting for over an hour for our food with a one-year-old is a nightmare. He was just going crazy, started crying. They brought me his grilled cheese like 20 minutes after he had to leave because he was, he was losing it. I had a bite pretty good. Um, but yeah, overall, good weekend. I'm very, very much looking forward to my inaugural MS ride. I'm, you know, hopefully it'll only one day. So I wish it was, I wish it was the full two day um, event, but still be fun. It's my inaugural ride too, according to Rob. Every year is. <laughs> yeah. Any final comments, Rob, before we take it back to F1 and close it out? Yes. I just wanted to raise for everybody's awareness <clears throat> a possible solution to the unidentified aerial phenomena that the Navy has been reporting. Don't we have satellites everywhere and can't they cross-reference like where these Tic Tacs have been sighted and see if it was like, you know, a glimmer off the water or if the satellites are also seeing it? How do I direct this suggestion to the appropriate people? I mean, put it, I guess, contact any one of us. And are they storing that kind of data like in perpetuity? Like, I don't know if they have just aerial shots of everything including outer space or the killing the sky. I mean, we've had satellites for a long time, so. I know, but are they, they're not capturing a live feed of every inch 
of the atmosphere for the last 20 years. Well, not every inch, but satellites cover, I, I've got to believe, a, a large swath of the country, of the world, I mean. Okay, I, maybe I don't have a good understanding of satellites, but they're not all just taking photos and videos. Well, no, I mean, think of the storage. <laughs> They're, they're yeah, exactly. Military, Where are we storing this data? <laughs> military surveillance satellites, that's what they do. They just take images. But they're taking a picture of a camel in Syria. They're not observing the entire yeah, over Syria, upper atmosphere. Yeah, but they, they may be a geostationary or they may be in orbit. Surely we have tons of satellites and surely one of them was around San Diego and took a picture of this Tic Tac. This is the only surely thing here is we don't know what we're talking about. That's the only surely. Let's like move on. Let's ask Julian, let's ask Julian Palmer. Right. Yeah, Julian Palmer. <laughs> All right. So a uh, quick segment before we get into Silverstone. Rob, you missed it. But we're going to – the new F1 video game is coming out July 16th. And I want you all to just take a quick guess. Let's make it speedy. Who the top five drivers are according to overall ranking. We can do it together. Who's number one? Lewis. Hamilton. Lewis and Max are tied at 95. Oh, wow. Okay. Who is three? It, it's just driver um, capabilities. Nothing to do with the car. Um, I don't want to car answer. Driver, Who makes this uh, game? Who makes this game? I'm not sure, but it's plastered all over the F1 website. It's got to be both. George Russell is number three. <laughs> no, it's got to be Botas, right? It's Botas at ninety-two. Oh, okay, I'm gonna lose uh, number four. Uh, man, four. I want to say Lando. North. I think Leclerc. North. Lando. Leclerc. Lando. Who's Leclerc. number five? Leclerc. Leclerc. They got to have a Ferrari driver in there. Don't. Yeah, Don I don't Leclerc. Know. Don't tell Could me be Sergio though. Could be Sergio. It is Danny Rick. Oh, no! What? Wow. <laughs> that is wrong. I what say that. McLaren. Two McLarens uh, yeah. in the top five? I was actually thinking that McLaren should go after Pierre Gasly instead of Danny Rick. Gasly so is paper, tied with Danny Rick. Paper, at 90, that's, actually. that's not a bad pick. He said he's talking he, to teams. Yeah, I saw that too. Pierre is tied with, with Danny Rick, I should say. They're tied for fifth. Um, yeah. George, so they're at 90. They're the Pierre and Ricardo are at 90 you have um alonzo and vettel at 89 you have leclerc at 88 what oh signs gosh. at 87 ocon at 86 stroll at 83 uh, sergio is at 87 and george wow. russell is rated at an 84 where's mazapan mazapan is 67 <laughs> It's the only one they got super right. That's right. <laughs> so I had an interesting run in this weekend with somebody. It was a uh, somebody in his thirties, and he was riding scooters down the driveway with his nephews, nieces, and his brother-in-law said, "Like, don't go so fast, Alex. You know, this isn't Formula One." And he's like, "No, I'm like a Mercedes. What do you think this is, a Haas?" And well, I thought, "Oh." Here's a Formula One fan. These guys know Formula One. So I made a reference to Mazaspin. He had no idea. And he just said, like, I love Drive to Survive. Oh. But he didn't know the drivers at all. And I, I love the Drive to Survive as getting people into the sport, but it's not sufficient. 
<laughs> they're it's not good, good enough fans. It's Any good, eyes on the on the sport, I think, is is good. It's a good. I hear you saying, but then but, go watch a race. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Right. I, well, like, I like the I like the rankings. That's that helps. We've got uh, Silverstone coming up. Anybody have any Ooh. predictions or want to take a guess at any um, odds? That's the best odds stand for, straightforward. Best best I think McLaren's gonna. I think McLaren's gonna do well because there are a lot of high speed turns. Um, I think uh, Red Bull has got to be the favorite. I don't see any weakness in their car right now, so. Over under on how many uh, turns that you they say the name for Brooklyn's. Oh my god! Maggots. 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 How many turns are there? That's how many they're gonna say. <laughs> I it's think. So um, I think Botas and Perez will step it up. I think Rob. I think to your point, that's a great place to be. You you want to watch races, but not know all the turns to Silverstone. That's a perfect place to be in terms of F one. Agree. That's that's a very healthy place to be. But you want to know some of the turns, but not to make say, fun of the people yes. who do know them. Yes. I mean, we should we should all know the turns by the end of the. Let's all pick one turn to remember. I'm going to do that. Uh, Woodcock. Woodcock. <laughs> Cops. Just to remind everybody, we are the premier one podcast in the U.S., so we should know all the terms. We we do. We actually do know. But we travel Apple. internationally to watch races. That's true. Um, before we end, Charlie, we still have more F1 stuff. I just wanted to nope, who are we, who are we liking for the Euro finals? Uh, my heart wants is rooting for England. Um, yeah. But they, they seem like such a uh, kind of a soul-crushing sports country that I think they're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. I think they're going to be up like 2 nothing going into the mm. 80th minute and they're going to lose somehow. It, it's going to be – they're going to lose, I think. But I, I want to see them. Yeah. England looked so much better than Denmark. And, I mean, it's hard to compare when they're not playing them. But I think I've got to favor England. I don't know. I like Italy there. I, I think they've got. I like Italy too. They've got a flair. They also they almost have like this. Uh, they just go for the home run every time. I feel like they're they go for the hail mary, and it's pretty cool to watch. So um, I'll be pulling for my my men from Italy for sure. Sorry, is, Wayne, is Wayne Rooney on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Beckham. 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 I mean Beckham. <laughs> Sorry. Remember that really <laughs> tall guy? <laughs> yeah. Bend it like Beckett. Who was that, that tall guy? Like six, he was so seven. cool. Um, uh, he was terrible. No, he wasn't terrible. Yes, he was, John. He was so bad. He was bad. He was horrible. What was his name? What was his name? Peter Crouch? No. Crouch. Peter yeah. Crouch. Peter yeah, Crouch. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I liked him. He was bad. Guys, the other good, good news is while doing the pod, I have been working on the write-up and the post so don't worry oh my i'll be taking care of literally everything that that was that's next tense. level stuff yeah you and rob i thought we were gonna come to blows last week well i'm just I, I mean, no one helps me with anything so i have to do it all myself i i love rob's response okay i, I guess i'll do it even though he like <laughs> <laughs> to be fair rob clancy missed it so if that's true then he's got bees to take care of my bees 
No, you weren't. You were you were debating Phil Mickelson's stuff. I know. You guys are so worked up over Phil Mickelson. So it's, it's good. It's a healthy debate to talk about. Save it for the next pod. 50 year old Save golfers. it for the next pod. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Good pod. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.